What's up, bitches? I'm Nita. And I'm Daniel. And this is Bitch Why, our podcast where we talk about all the things we like and dislike and why anyone would make them. We're just a couple of artsy bitches learning what it makes, what makes good art and how to talk about it. Amazing. Well, this is why I don't ever public speak. No, um, this is so good. So I'm here with friend of the pod, Daniel Holtzman, who's also graciously letting me stay at his apartment while I film my short film in New York. How do we know each other? So we uh, went to the same program at NYU together. Playwrights Horizons and um, <laughs> Nito was my was my buddy, um, I was your buddy who I got partnered up with yeah. for whatever reason <laughs> in the in the like the uh, the algorithm mm-hmm. that they have um, and we've like been buds ever since yeah. worked on stuff together um, yes we Daniel. like complain to each other a lot <laughs> all the time um, Daniel wrote one of my favorite plays ever. Berlindia. Is it on New Play Exchange? Yes, it is. <gasps> okay, we will link it in the show notes. You can read Daniel's play, Berlindia, which was the last in-person piece of art I saw before COVID. Yeah, the last in-person piece of art ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> um, ever made. Um, I, yeah. <clears throat> you yeah. might have to, to request me if, if oh, on the thing, mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll send it to anybody. It's beautiful. Amazing. I'm not, I'm not like, you know, I'm not precious about it (laughs) great um yeah daniel's a fantastic writer friend of the pod actually you were one of the first people that reached out to us when we dropped it and you were like this is so good and i I cried (laughs) i cried i was was just like in my room in deep quarantine just like 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 jonesing for discourse (laughs) and um so it's, I'm a big fan. I'm, I'm big so fan. so glad we could provide the discourse. <laughs> um, amazing. Uh, all right. So Gaia has left the farm, y'all. So they're back in Colorado. They're settling in. We're recording on Thanksgiving. So Adeline is also not here. We will pick up it, the book, next week. Um, but for this week, I thought let's talk to Daniel about like the projects we're working on. We both wrapped filming our short films this weekend. You sure did. Yeah. Uh, before we get into that, let's start with some snacks. What are you snacking on, Daniel? I, I'm snacking on uh, this show called How To. What, where it's, is it It's on, on HBO Max, okay. I believe. It's um, I'm still using my, my grandma's account. <laughs> um, and it's, it's like produced by the same guy who does Nathan For You. Mm. But it's just this sort of like like a documentary-ish show just it's just like all of the like best scummy parts of New York like oh, captured <laughs> it's just like a lot of like like every episode has like a very loose structure and then like becomes about something else and the guy who makes it just like finds like just the most like strange uh, incredible people and it like makes me like miss New York while I'm there Right. Um, yeah, my friend Eddie showed it to me. It's very good. Oh, okay, we'll Big put that snack. in the show notes. That's that sounds awesome. I love yeah. Nathan for you. I I heard of how to, but I've been like HBO Max like came out with so much shit at once that I, I was like overwhelmed. 
I felt like the point of HBO used to be like the the, the like we only have three shows mm-hmm. and they're all long and good <laughs> <laughs> and they and have a lot like, of like boobs in them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fucking oh, Entourage, True Blood. Sex in the City. Yeah. Everybody's been watching True Blood again, and I think it's because of me. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. I was like, is it because of the Twilight Renaissance that's no, happening? No, 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 okay. no. I think it's I think it's because of me. What did you do? I just, I showed some people it. Oh, I, I, no. And I watched it when I was 12. I um, think I must have also been around <clears> that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was definitely like a show that you were like, weren't supposed to watch. And then like, it was on late at night. And you're yeah. Like, you're like, I'm not watching But then I showed it, to, like there was a period of time in like September where oh, like no. everybody I knew was like watching True Blood, buying True Blood merch, like using True the Blood merch. references. <laughs> Um, Not the merch. And it's what and it's an awful show. <laughs> no, uh, did you ever read the books? No, I didn't. My aunt got me because she because she read all of them and then gave me her box set. But I was like thirteen, and yeah. my mom was like, "You're not allowed to read these." Like, and they're, I and they're smut. Yeah, yeah. yeah and my mom like hid them, so <laughs> yeah. to this day I still don't know where they are, and I've never read them. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, they're, I, somewhere. Yeah, they're the best. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not that kind of woman. <laughs> Sorry. No, I love What's it. your snack? Uh, Phoebe Bridger's Christmas album, which is so sexy and mm-hmm. is the only Christmas album I will accept this year because I don't really like Christmas music. I feel like it's too it's, happy. It has so little purpose a lot of right. the time. No. And it's just like you can't listen to it at any other time. Although there's some people, some people do. There's something that feels like disingenuous about Christmas music. Mm-hmm. It's like too happy. Yeah. And it's like too. Well, it's like, funny too because all the greatest Christmas songs are written by Jews. It's like they were all they were all oh like these like <laughs> like Jewish like like musical theater writers in mm. the. So we really have a monopoly on it. I'm proud yeah. of you. <laughs> Uh, except all I want for Christmas is you, which is well. That's best, you can listen one. to that any time of the year, and that's yeah. not a problem. But uh, but there is something yeah. very kind of like what you know what's really like yeah. what's going on underneath that like yeah. <laughs> weird. I feel like there could be a good horror movie around Christmas music. Um, I agree. Yeah. The only horror Christmas movie I can think of is Krampus, and that was fine, but it was just like a dumb like. I never saw Krampus. It was it was silly. It was like a silly fun time, and I liked the monster at the end. Normally, I don't like how the monsters look at the end, but I thought mm. it was cool. Did um, you see Rare Exports? No. It's this like Swedish horror movie about you the, gotta like, tur- you gotta Santa. put me onto some European <laughs> horror movies. I don't know a lot. For of sure, them. I it's, feel like you do. It uh, it came out recently. I just remember like going into my sister's room and she was watching it, and I was like, "Whoa, this is groovy!" Like, I love um, it. groovy. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty funny. It's just like Santa's evil. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Great. Um, I, the the Christmas album is really good. She's covered. She covered the song "If We Make It Through December," which is really really beautiful. Um, and then her cover of "Silent Night." It's like seven o'clock news slash Silent Night, and in it, it's like interspersed with like news stories from this year, and it just feels like the only right way to have Christmas this year. Hmm. I just can't think of, like, I just, I don't think anyone is feeling in the mood to catapult themselves into, like, a happy, like, jolly Christmas or whatever. And I feel like Phoebe was, like, mm-hmm. Or if go. they are in the mood for it, that's, like, incredibly socially irresponsible. <laughs> 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 and then, like, 
I don't know how you can do it, but I can't. And I feel like yeah. Kiara sent it to Maguire, and then Maguire said, this woman has never felt joy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, wow. she speaks for all of us, <clears throat> uh, Miss Phoebe. So that's my snack. Great. We, I'm not going to do the roadmap. So, Daniel, this is a special episode. You're up there with our Taylor Swift episode in terms of, like, episodes that don't get a roadmap. Great. Um, <laughs> episodes that go off the road. That go off, off the rails. <laughs> off the rails. But I think that in terms of, like, bitch what, we can talk about, like, what are short... Oh, so Daniel and I are in this development lab uh, under Bryce Dallas Howard's production company, Nine Muses, and in partnership with, like, NYU. So it's, like, an NYU class. And we get a budget, and we have class with Bryce every Sunday, and then we make a short film. So we just finished filming ours, and now we're in, like, post-production. And, like, Daniel's project is fucking dope. And we'll just, like, talk. I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, so we'll just get into it. Daniel, what, what is your project about? How did it come up? Like, how did you come up with it? And, like, yeah, let's just start there. For sure. When I was, like, growing up, I'm from San Francisco, and, um, like, my favorite thing to do was, like, take the bus. Mm-hmm. And, like, especially, like, growing up there, like, the the bus is this tiny little kind of, like, microcosm of the city, and you, like meet a lot of people on the bus and it's like how you like fall in love with the city or how like I did but you know as San Francisco has has gone through a lot of changes and gentrification and and just kind of like general change for the worse and generification um the bus has gotten a lot more expensive the like design of it has gotten like very like blade runnery and gross <laughs> um, blade and um uh, yeah it's just it's not it's not the same and it's um like obviously like it you know it's the bus like who gives a shit but uh but it's like it's sort of a a symbol of like what has changed in the city um so my movie is about <laughs> um <laughs> It's it's kind of like a ET but a bus. Yeah. Um, it's like about these two best friends who are hanging out, um, drinking buzz balls, which are like those like ready made cocktails that mm-hmm. look like magic potions. <laughs> um, they're hanging out in the park, and they like find the last old bus um, that was like recently retired, um, and it's kind of like a big wounded animal. And they, like, try to figure out how to um, return it into the wild or or whether or not to keep it or what to do with it. Um, but I'm really it's just selling it so badly. No, um, I, I mean, but it's, maybe uh, I'm biased because I, like, love you and all your work. But I thank I you. think it's fascinating. Thank you. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's like, a part animated, part um, live-action movie. My sister, Nina, um, is, like, an artist, and she's doing the animation and um yeah we like shot in this this basement in new jersey um <laughs> because we were like well if we can't actually have san francisco like we have to make it mm-hmm. um so uh my friend jackie's parents um very generously just like gave us like their house and we like yeah. built this huge set of golden gate park in san francisco um uh, we 
Lucas DiGirolamo, <laughs> set designer extraordinaire, um, designed and built the set um, with some of our help. And then, yeah, we went down there and shot this movie um, about the bus. It's beautiful. I feel Thank like you. a lot of your work with, like, with Berlindia and this, it's always about, like, things moving away from you and you can't control mm. it. Yeah. Um, the concept in Berlindia is that, like, whole cities are moving. Like, yeah. cities just up and move. So, like, Berlin is in India. Uh, Berlindia. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm so fascinated by, like, the way your brain works and the way you think about, like, like cities as, like, living beings and, like, mm. things within the city mm. as, like, part, like, the organs that help the city function. Totally. So this bus feels like, it just feels like going deeper in on the ideas from Berlindia. Totally, yeah. Film. And I think, like, I mean, partially because we, like, didn't get to do Berlindia, mm -hmm. I think there was still a little yeah. bit of, like, yeah. of, like, thinking about those ideas. Because, like, the characters in it are, like, basically the same characters from yeah, Berlin too. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, I think that there was, it was really nice to be able to like actually, like it's not done yet, but like, but actually like complete something and know that like over the next couple months, like it will actually happen. Mm -hmm. And like, and so I think there was definitely, I was like taking some ideas that I wasn't quite like done with um, yeah. and then doing that. Because yeah, there is, there's totally like, Especially, like, in San Francisco, like, there's just the fog is always moving around and there's all these little, like, kingdoms in it. <laughs> and so it does feel like this big kind of, like, breathing thing that's, like, very sick right now. Yeah. And, like, going through a lot of, like, like botched plastic surgery. <laughs> um, and um, That's a different short film. Yeah. Next, is the body one. horror, like, San Francisco <clears throat> body horror. Which, which my sister and I are working on right now. Um, Wait, what? Yeah, we, we had this idea um, about a body horror thing that has to do with, like, Siri, basically. It's a very old idea. Um, I love it. Yeah, but we'll, we'll see what happens with it. Speaking of body horror, why don't you tell oh my about God. your um, uh, movie? For sure. So, like, you kind of watched it change a lot because it was originally yeah. this idea I had was, like, in the middle of the summer, I was like, oh, what? I have, I have gender dysphoria. <laughs> I, like, I don't know what gender identity is for me. And I had just been through my cultural identity crisis, which you also <laughs> saw me <laughs> yeah. go through. We literally came home from London, study abroad, and then I just was like, Bleh, like, here's all my stuff, Daniel, here's what you missed. Um, so I was, like, going through the cultural identity crisis. That's never going to end. Every Indian person, like, I've spoken to is, like, it just gets a little easier every day, but that's mm -hmm. always, like, going to be in the back of your brain. So I've kind of, like, made peace with that. That being said, I'm still going through it. And then on top of it, the pandemic happened and then the universe was like here's a gender crisis too like <laughs> merry christmas here's a gender crisis um it, that's my christmas album. Yeah. <laughs> here's a gender here's crisis. a gender crisis merry christmas and i was like oh you know it'd be a cute idea is like a pixar-esque short film about like a little indian girl or like an indian woman who like doesn't want to wear a wedding sorry because she's like a first gen 
and it like doesn't feel like right for her. So it, in a dream space, she becomes a little girl again, and then like the sari like turns into a sailboat, and the sa- like, and then and then like she realizes it can become whatever she she doesn't have to like conform to it, and then it wasn't feeling right, and I couldn't find animators. Mm. Like I had animation in mind, and then I just fully cut it. Because I just, <clears throat> unlike yours, I don't think it served mine. Halfway through the class, like in October, I was just watching a bunch of horror movies. And then I was like, oh, this wants to be a horror movie. And then I said that in class and then everyone was like, <gasps> yes, <Yeah. laughs> that's a horror movie. So then it became about this uh, femme Indian person who is getting married, doesn't want to wear the sari because it either like doesn't fit them culturally and doesn't fit them in terms of gender identity and expression, and then the sari, like, haunts them. Like, it's, like, a little sari sheet ghost, and then it becomes more menacing, and then, like, it's a nightmare, and it's really cool, and we made a demon Indian bride. So, like, (laughs) I don't know how else to sell it other than, like, demon bride. It's also so fun to, in, like, professional work meetings, say demon bride. Oh, definitely. Yeah, Yeah. because you'll just, like, my DP will be like, okay, great, so for demon bride, what we're going to (laughs) do? And it's like... I just made it so people seriously say the phrase. Yeah, I, I feel the same way about about big living bus and <laughs> fisting ballet. <laughs> the <laughs> fisting yeah. ballet from Berlindia. Yeah. I remember seeing that for the first time and I was like, that's not what I pictured, <laughs> but I love it. Yeah. But I love it. And it was perfect. Yeah, and I the think... song that Mia wrote. Oh, so good. So good. Not what I picked, not what I heard in my head. But better. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> brilliant. Yeah, I think that there's... I, I, I totally see that. I feel like there's a certain, like, wish fulfillment in being able to be, like, in a, in a like, taken seriously in a meeting mm-hmm. and just say shit that is just so, like, fun to just you. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. oh, you yeah. know? I think um, that's going to be us for forever. Yeah, definitely. I'm, yeah, I feel like my whole like alleged career if it ever happens <laughs> will just be me walking into a room and being like listen guys okay like uh like let's let's talk about the like, let's talk about the lizard boy oh my god i know so much good body horror in this class yeah i was yeah. kind of inspired by jackie's as well it's so funny because jackie has a lizard boy i have a demon bride they have like blood coming out of the face i have like henna sprouting like veins across someone's arm it's like so fun it's so gnarly yeah yeah. (laughs) and I I just made it more fun for myself because I think I was getting like exhausted by my idea and then Mm -hmm. I was like I can change this yeah 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 yeah. I think yeah there's definitely I think there's something very like cathartic about like making a horror thing Mm -hmm. too especially when you can just like decide what happens like yeah when she rips the sari it was like it was, I know that catharsis is supposed to be for the audience. I, I but like, totally but, disagree. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so we say that a lot in class. We'll say that in, in, in settings. I've heard it outside of our class too, that like catharsis is for the audience and not the artist. And, and I guess that like people say that to get you out of the, <clears throat> the way of like people using it as, as a way to like heal from like really intense trauma. Yeah, or like as, as therapy, like before mm-hmm. you've processed something. Yeah, but you and I are both people, we talked about this with your writing class, is like we've both kind of already processed it enough yeah, to like where we can yeah. write. <laughs> right, right, to the point where it's like we're not like sobbing in class, like talking about the thing. And, and then teachers will be like, but catharsis is not for you, it's for the audience. Why, like, why do you disagree with it? Yeah, 
I just think that like, well, why not? Why? Why, why, not, why, both? why like, not? Yeah. Why yeah, not? Like, both? Like, why I just, don't I get to have it? Yeah. I, I I always just feel weird, like you know, prescribing any anything for how anybody's process. I just know mm-hmm. that like some people are very kind of mechanical about it and, and distant. It's like not personal, and that's fine. But I think that like obviously it can get to a place where it's like self indulgent. But I mm-hmm. think like actively trying to like keep your feelings out of your work and like not you know like whatever just sounds like not very fun yeah and I think that there's like like you know I'm not I'm not one of those people who's just like process is the only thing it's not about product like no like I would love to like have a finished thing and I would Mm -hmm. love to make something you know like that's that's really fun but it's also fun to be able to like be kind of like experiencing the stuff while you're making it yeah and like and staying in those feelings and I think that that's especially if you can get a handle on that that's like it feels very kind of like like icky to me when people are just like you shouldn't like you should be like completely emotionally detached from your thing because it's just about the audience it's like no like like you can have something that is like entertaining to people and accessible to people and then like like more accessible to certain people and like still it can be a like meaningful and emotional experience to make it too yeah you know it's like if you have one or the other then it's like and that happens like you'll have an experience that's like I also think like (laughs) if you were able to like get something out of the process of something it really softens the blow when like your work is bad (laughs) and doesn't work and I think that right now especially when we're like early on like so much of the stuff like especially yeah. like so much of the stuff we're making is like not quote unquote good, good yet yeah. that I think it's like very helpful to like you know to be able to like create a space where people are you know you're you're learning about yourself and and stuff while you're making things and then like gradually your like skills will get better but mm-hmm. like you know it's just you put so much time into something why would you not want it to be nice yeah like let's <laughs> like also, since we're so early on, this is the time when we get to be selfish. It's true. And, yeah. and like, play. Because, who like, it's not going to hurt anybody if my short film in this class is bad. Yeah. But if it would hurt me if I didn't learn anything or, like, feel anything making it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, which is, I think, the big problem with the kind of, like, pre-professionalness of a lot of, like, NYU. But that's all I'll say about that. That's all I'll say. <laughs> um... I, yeah, no, I, it was, it was so, and also for my actor, who also is a person that is literally, like, four years older than me, and is the 26-year-old version of me, Mm. we both felt, in the final moment of the film, when they're, like, ripping up the Saudi, spoiler alert, whatever, for my fucking five-minute movie, (laughs) um, when that first rip happened, and then when they wear the final piece, it was, like, cathartic for me, cathartic for them, and at that moment, I was like, I don't give a fuck if anybody knows what this means. Yeah. Because, like, I do, and so does, so, yeah. so does she. And I think that there's, like, a there's an interesting kind of, like, contradictory thing where, like, oftentimes when you get to that point, it, like, it, it makes, like, really good work that's, like, yeah. really cool yeah. <laughs> to watch, well, you know? Well, you were talking about, like, bringing in personal pieces. Yeah. And so, yeah. like... For you, it's the bus and, like, making the little model of the bus was and, like, tagging it. And, like, you can, even if you don't know how the important the bus is to you, in the film, like, I think the feeling that you get will, like, you, you, 
you've you've in, like infused the importance on the screen. Totally. Right. And so yeah. Like, yeah. And especially when you have like limited resources, I think like using, you know, especially like objects and mm -hmm. things. Like I don't know. I like like it sounds very like woo woo and hippy dippy, but I think that it like <laughs> actually in a very kind of like businessy way makes for like compelling stuff. It really depends on like how you're running that room and space and like, mm -hmm. you know, like I don't know that like I would be like able to direct if like everybody who I was directing when we were all just like sobbing twenty four hours a day. <laughs> no, but I think yeah, that, that like I don't know, like I felt like we were able to like with Berlindia like get a pretty good like Oh yeah. Like balance of that of like being able to because I don't know, I just feel like it helps people care. And if people are, like, caring while they're acting and caring while they're designing and caring while they're the DP, you just, like, get good work out of people. And, and yeah. they're proud of it and, and everybody's happy and having a good time. And it's, well, yeah. You know. <laughs> like at, the, at the end of the day, like, this short film is going to be, like, for your reel, it's for your DP's reel, it's for, like, people to show off, like, this work. So hopefully you have people that, that like, care um, yeah. enough to, like, bring themselves to it even if it's not like we're all sobbing like it's more just like I'm giving this piece of myself to this movie yeah I think the catharsis thing is just like I don't know it feels it feels very like not to bring like race and sex into this but in like gender but like it feels like very like white straight male like patriarchal mm. to be like you have to be like this specific way I'm, I'm reading this book called black acting methods and in it, it talks about, like, all the ways that, like, Strasberg and Meister and Adler, like, don't work for people of color. Totally. And, like, to, to, we already have, we already carry so much trauma and, like, history in our bodies that, like, there needs to be a different way for us to access those things um, that doesn't hurt us in the way that, like, sometimes those techniques can and the people teaching those techniques can. Mm. And I think that there's, like, a different way than just, like, the screenwriting books that like everyone buys when they start writing um and like there has to be there, the way people of color tell stories the way like queer people tell stories is so different from like the way we are told to tell them mm. that I think that we don't have to there's like there's there's some catharsis that we do get to have because we were never afforded that in our histories totally yeah yeah no I agree and I think that there's also something I think on the individual level of like figuring out your own process for mm -hmm. that and like what you know I mean like I guess being able to like synthesize all of those things yeah. you know because it's like and that changes like on a day-to-day -day basis like sure. what is helpful and what is what you want out of, of, of making something I think especially with all of these like acting ideologies and and like theory and stuff you know it's like it's like um I don't know, it's like fucking, like, social media. Like, it's, <laughs> it's like, it's a tool mm -hmm. that, like, is not good or bad. It's just, yeah. like, you can't let it use you, you know? You and, like, you know, and, and, like, you, you don't have to use it, too, yeah. you know? But, like, if you're going to use it, you know, use it as a tool and as something that, like, you know, you can have control over and, and whatever. And, like, it's so often taught as, like, a like secret little key that like mm -hmm. gets you to the good stuff and like you know it works for some people and it like appears to work for some people but is like 
like ravaging their insides. Yeah. And then uh-huh. some people are just like, eh, about it, you yeah. know. But it's all like, I think it's it's about like, you know, yeah, synthesizing that and like finding what personally makes sense for you and, and you know, kind of collaging. I think you know. so. Yeah. Like it's important for form to like understand the form so that you can like fuck with it. Like yeah. it's important to read the screenwriting books so you can do whatever you want, yeah. but, like, be informed about, like, what you are subverting and, like, doing differently. Totally, yeah. yeah. And, like, you know, you don't have to do anything. But you it's don't like, have to do anything. But it's just, anything. like, you know, I, I always, like, for me, I like to, like, know things, you know. <laughs> I like but but know I things. But I don't even mean that in a, in a dismissive way. Like, mm-hmm. I think there's nothing wrong with not knowing yeah. Like, I think it's sometimes beneficial to not know things. But that's, that's like, true. something I've learned for myself is, like, I like to learn about stuff and then be like eh, okay well, All right, well, I, don't yeah. need, I don't need it <laughs> yeah um exactly. yeah or like I, I want like this the end of this sentence and nothing else you know mm-hmm. um but that's also you know that doesn't work for everybody for um, sure. how yeah. is directing because I remember watching you direct Berlin Dia and I like was like wow like Daniel like knows what they're doing like just just in terms of directing actors for a stage and like creating like thought like images with bodies it was so gorgeous how did that like translate in film um slowly (laughs) and I had to make a lot of adjustments and I was Mm -hmm. I was really really fortunate that I had my friend Fiona uh as my DP who's the most talented DP that I know like she's an incredible writer and, and director um and DP and 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 just somebody who like I I trust a lot and also like has far more like on set experience mm-hmm, than me. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to have like a point person to kind of check in with because I, I feel like a lot of like film stuff, there's very much a like this is the way that it's done. And if you don't do yeah. that, you're like laughed off the set. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And that's often I mean, that's definitely like a film dude thing uh, yeah. often. Um and I think that, like, it was really nice to have Fiona because she, like, has a very deep understanding of, like, why things are done the way that they are, but was also flexible because it was, like, this weird, like, part animation, part theater, part film process of, yeah. of both being able to call me out on when I was, like, being an idiot, like, and, <laughs> and just doing things that, like, don't make sense to do in film. Yeah, film yeah. and And adapt when there were things that were, like, from theater but actually like made sense like I had like a rehearsal process for this movie and I had like five rehearsals before wow um which feels like nothing to me because it's like I'm so used to like every two days we're rehearsing yeah Yeah. um but I think it was really helpful for me to like because I had two actors who mostly do theater it was really nice to like be able to like like start from that place and then also like have Fiona come in and look and like have Ava my AD come in and look um and like slowly start to see what was coming across and it's like it was fucking hard because it's like the tone of this thing too was also very like theatrical in some ways and so I had to watch a lot of like movies that towed that line because it's just very like you know, there's so much that's, like, done in the face, but then there's also so much that, like, shows up in the face mm-hmm. that you don't need to push. Right, right, um, right. And it's just so much more about the, like, the visual... The 
getting the shot. Yeah, yeah. And getting the shot. And so, like, when we were on set, like, we were prepared enough where, like, the actors could just do their job and be great and Fiona could do her job and be great and, and also, like, adapt a little bit and be, like, you know, adjust. It was definitely difficult. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, I felt really good about, like, I mean, we we ran, like, a super efficient set. And we, we, like, finished almost a day early. Oh, my God. Um, I wish. And got what we needed to get. And yeah. part of that was just that we were very lucky with, like, what resources we had for free. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think part of it was, like, I guess if I had any, like, advice for, like, for, like <laughs> theater people who are starting to do film. And, like, I didn't even have a theater background. Like, I started yeah. doing film. But, like... Yeah, like knowing I, I had to do the things that I knew would make me most comfortable going in to yeah. set and then like just really consulting with people who knew more than me about like yeah. how how to run things. Um, and ultimately, I felt like I was able to like start making a, a process um, that I would like do again. Yeah. And maybe, I don't know, if, if I had like more film people on my set, maybe I would have been like laughed off of the face of the earth. But like yeah. it went well and we like you know, people seemed happy, so that's good. Everyone everyone on my set was like, I can't wait to come back tomorrow. Even though we, we like, started at 8 a.m. and then wrapped at, like, 7 p.m., my makeup artist was like, I cannot wait to, like, see you all again. Like, yeah. And so that was, like, that made me really happy that, yeah. like, the the environment, which is such a theater thing, like, creating, like, a, like a surrounding that everyone, like, is ready to create in mm-hmm. was like something that I wanted to bring in from like the way we talk about stuff in theater just because I don't see that a lot in film totally yeah yeah like people are like in their trailer in their th- and then they just like go and do it and um my my actor is a model so oh. they were able to like with with because everything is in the face we would like it was easy to block them and like do things with them because I'd be like okay give me like that at 110 and then be like okay done like, yeah. so even if, if we were, like, pressed for time and we didn't care if, like, she actually was feeling anything, I would just, like, tell them what to do and then it was done. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah. So, like, that was that was kind of a godsend because I was so – we were behind every every day. We were behind schedule because there was so much mechanics with the sorry ghost mm-hmm. and, like, the fabric and, like, just so much stuff. So, like, she was able to do that. And that was really helpful, but I'm excited to, like, work with more of, like, our theater friends Mm. and, like, see how we can, like, figure that out later. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I think it, I mean, it really is just, like, people's willingness to collaborate Mm -hmm. and, like, and actually collaborate and not kind of, like, in theory collaborate because, like, there is a certain, like, especially on a film set, there's, like, a certain, like, people have jobs that relate to other jobs. It's very interconnected um it's not as much like doesn't feel as much like separate departments Mm, um mm -hmm. in some ways yeah what was your process beforehand because you got your actor pretty late late oh my god i dm'd them on instagram and i was like they're (laughs) never gonna respond and then they responded they were like i've been dying to do a film it's been so long and so that happened um it sucked being in California, like, so far away from everyone. Oh my God, right, it yeah. sucked so bad. Like, first of all, like, waking up for class at, like, 7 a.m. And then um, I still felt like I was so far away from everybody. Um, and I was just not in, like, a creative space uh, mentally. And it was so hard to just, like, get there. And I feel like everything came together in the week that I flew in to work on Anuka's set. Um, and then that whole week was, like, 
okay, finalizing makeup artist, finalizing acting, finalizing all this stuff. So, like, everything that should have been done, I think, this is all my fault. But, like, everything that should have been done in, like, a month, I did in a week. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. Which is this weird, like, I think kind of points to, like, that remote stuff is not as simple as like it's made out to be like there is something about having the energy of just like knowing that even if you're like not allowed to and won't like the people who you like need to be in touch with and are working on your thing are like in your area space um yeah and maybe that's just like something that like I have to get over (laughs) and like we're like slowly kind of figuring out but I you know and I, I I think it will change but like yeah, I, I feel you. Like, there's something about that distance, especially, like, being out in California that's, mm-hmm. like, you know, it feels hard to be, to, like, be involved in stuff that's yeah. that's out here. It was it was hard to keep tabs on everyone. Mm. And, like, there were so many moving parts because the, there used to be animation. I finally, like, just killed that darling. I was like, I don't need it anymore. And, like, there was, like, animation. There was makeup artists that makeup artists would fall through. And, and there was nothing I could do. I was so far away. Like, I couldn't fix that until I got here yeah um so that was really stressful but and I I I kind of I I love and hate the phrase trust the process Uh uh-huh because you're like (laughs) oh like okay yeah but I I mean everything came together the way it was supposed to yeah it's it's trusting like one of the most temperamental things Mm -hmm. like animals on the planet you know yeah and it's like you know it is one of those like like I feel like like part of getting more confident as like a director is like being okay with that like feeling of doom that always happens where it's like this isn't going to happen this isn't going to happen mm-hmm. and like reminding yourself of that like really magical way that that feeling just suddenly will like change yeah. like on yeah. a day because you'll have like a good day or something mm-hmm. which is nice with theater because you have so many rehearsals like yeah. I remember we had some rehearsals like in Berlindia that I just like flopped like I burned <laughs> through them like I was not like doing a good job mm-hmm. and then like but there was it was nice to have that sort of security of just like knowing that you need to get your shit together and moving forward yeah. which is why like like with film like I I was glad that I had like a little bit of that cushion. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had technically, if, if I told someone the events of the weekend, they would think it was a nightmare weekend. Mm-hmm. But it was actually like so much fun. Like yeah. it was so much fun, except for on Friday, we almost burned the apartment down. <laughs> and then on Sunday, there was like a flood. So like half the elements were like out yeah. to get us. Um, but on Friday, like I was shooting in someone else's apartment and I told them like I was hiding all the stuff in cabinets and stuff and so I put something in the oven and I was like we're not gonna use the oven it's gonna be fine and then um someone like told us to like hit the bake button because it would hide the time because if we're shooting in the in the and the stove shows the time then it'll be a different time every time and it actually ended up like I looked at the footage and it's fine like you can't even see the numbers so it's not a problem oh my god but the person who lived there was like oh hit the bake button and then, like, silly old me, so stressed out about directing things, just forgot that I had stuck fucking plastic, a plastic dish rack in the oven, and then it was smoking, and then we got it out, but now we're using that set, that piece in CJ's set, because it works for him. There you go. Happy so, like, accident. Happy yeah. accident. And he was like, Mita, this looks so sick. Like, this is going to be a great prop, I know. so. I feel like, yeah, that, that piece of plastic was, like, the whole, that it, like, looked like 
CJ's idea. Like it really, it was <laughs> yeah. just like so perfect for that world. Um, I would love a hereditary style like zoom in on it. Oh, and, and it's then like they the are apartment building. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 like big melted stuff. That would be so sick. Listen up, CJ. <laughs> <laughs> Listen up, CJ. We have an idea for your so um, change it. I know you shoot tomorrow, but change it. Oh my it. god. Oh yeah. Good luck, CJ. Good luck, um, CJ. Um Oh yeah, and then the fucking flood. So someone upstairs like before we were like b- about to go on a break cuz like we had class. Um my actor came in and was like, "Hey, there's water coming from the ceiling." I for a second thought my like ass was leaking. In <laughs> <laughs> the video of them like telling me what happened because it was they're sitting on the toilet and then the water's coming down and they were like, "Yeah. Why is my ass leaking?" <laughs> <laughs> and oh then God. and then water's body horror. The body horror and i was like let's include that in our horror movie whenever we make yeah, it yeah. <laughs> but like it's and then i go to the bathroom see what's happening and then then i hear a scream from the kitchen and then in the hallway of the apartment complex the elevator doors are opening and closing and there's water pouring out of them oh my God. um luckily the way the building was tilted god bless new york but the way the building was tilted <laughs> Was the water was not gonna get into our apartment, so it was fine. But it was like, and I honestly was laughing through the whole thing. I was yeah. like, I couldn't. I was I was so calm that all I could do is just kind of like laugh and be like, well, all right, we'll just keep going. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, that's you got to do that. Yeah, because it's just like the the like the. I feel like that it can either be really fun and like an adventure or it's just like existential terror yeah, and like I didn't have time for existential exactly. terror. Exactly. And that is like film. such a weird yeah. thing. There's so much of that before you're filming and mm. like so, like something goes, goes wrong away. every single time oh, yeah. that you that you film something or or direct something but like you're like okay, like we well, yeah, it's got to happen somehow. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's got like it's going to happen. So yeah. like why would I yeah, I don't have time to get stress yeah yeah i always think about like just like when directors of like 40 million dollar movies have like breakdowns on set it's just like like what pushes somebody to that limit and but then also like how people don't have a breakdown every fucking day on a set like that like yeah yeah, i don't know anyway my mom (laughs) texted me about princess diana Really? Yes. So is, I, she, is she watching the new season of The Crown? Oh, I think she is, but she... Okay, so so I sent my mom this, like, tweet that this, like, Indian girl tweeted that was like, I have a sincere question. Why are all of our moms constantly talking about Diana? Like, one time my mom called me while I was in college and sighed and started the conversation with, she was the people's princess. <laughs> to my mom uh-huh. and I said and I said this in our family group chat and I was like why is this mom and then my mom sent back a response oh like a real sincere yeah, response like yeah because yeah. I think I mean I don't think she thinks I called her out yeah but she goes hi baby and then it's like a new, new yeah like, new line new line I think her death affected my generation just like JFK's death affected the previous generation. In case of Diana, we all remember where we were. At the time, I was already pregnant with you, and I did not know it then, and I was extremely emotional and hormonal. I hope this answers your question. <laughs> Love you. I feel like that's a pretty good answer. That was actually that's, such yeah, a it's sweet. Actually, yeah. yeah, I thought it was going to be funnier, which is why I read it, <laughs> like, laughing. Yeah. But it's, no, it's really cute. It yeah. Moms love Princess Diana. They do. They yeah. love her so much. There's a movie or something, a documentary coming out about her, and then, like, The Crown... And then Meghan Markle had like just published a, a a piece of writing in like 
I don't know where it was. About um, Diana? No, about her miscarriage. Oh. Which was, like, very intense. It was yesterday. But I'm, like, honestly, I think Diana would be proud of Harry and Meghan. Uh-huh. And I hate that I care. <laughs> I hate that I care and know, but it's my mom's fault. And also, it's, like... You inherited it. Like, I it's, did. It's, it's like, some yet. gross, like, Indian fascination with the British royal family totally. still. But, um... If I don't ever get to like Meghan Markle, some white guy's life, like, yeah. then I, like my life will not have been complete. <laughs> uh, yeah, five year plan. Yeah. Yeah, there's this there's this comic Hari Kondabolu, um, who I love, and he's so funny. And when the world is okay, we'll I'll take you to his stand up set in Brooklyn. Awesome. And he um at Eastville, and he has this joke. He's like. The only other thing that would have made Meghan Markle's story better if her name was Meghan Mukherjee. Uh-huh. For, like, Indian. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it was so good. The tabloids. The tabloids. Just, the just... way if, like, an Indian woman just, like, pff, disrupted the whole royal family, it would have been, like, the sweetest revenge. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't, yeah. I feel like the, the royal family, like, I haven't been hearing that much of, well, actually with the new season of, of The Crown, oh, the which Crown. I've never seen, like. You know, um, when you were talking about it, I was like, do you watch no. The, the I, Crown? I would, like, I, I would like to. I feel like we should, do you want to start The <laughs> yeah, Crown? Okay, I would cute, do. we'll do it. I think, it. like, it's a show, like, I would love to, like, watch with my mom, mm. but I think she's already seen it, and so I yeah. have to, I'll, there's, I'll like, I feel like you. I love watching, like. I don't know. I, like, I watched The Americans with my mom. I love. I watched The I Americans. I love The Americans. That feels like it has more. It, I think it's now. better. Yeah, I think it's, it's a better, better show. Yeah. I think. I think it's actually like a really good show. I think it's one of the best. I know yeah. everyone's always like The Sopranos. I think Breaking it's so Bad. good. It's like I think it would be up there. Yeah, I agree. I think, sphere. and it's so like low key, and it it like really sneaks up on you, but mm-hmm. like it's so good. There's one scene. It's like the end of one of the seasons, and it's set to the chain by Fleetwood Mac. Do you know? What I'm yeah, 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 yeah. I saw. I rewound that and watched it like four times. Oh my god! So yeah. good. And the scene with the the tooth. Do you remember that? Stop. Oh, this is like one of the most battle. romantic things I've ever seen, <laughs> and like one of the hardest things I've ever. I watched. love. I love. Yeah. Did you know if you stick? I just watched a TikTok of Hank Green, and he's talking about like if you if your tooth comes out. You can, and it's not broken, and you and you got the root still attached. You can stick your tooth back in there, and it'll fix itself. I did not know that. You can do. I mean, don't listeners at home, don't try this. <laughs> you still have to go to the dentist yeah. so that they can make sure that you stuck it in right. Uh, but it could it, heal itself. It could, in theory, heal in theory, well. fix itself. I haven't thought about Hank Green for. I still years. honestly, Vlog Brothers mostly Hank still slap. They're still good. Okay. And Hank is, like, all over TikTok. And it's so cute. And, like, his baby, his little kid, Oren, is so adorable. Yeah, I honestly, out of all the things from YouTube that I... It's surprising that, like, I've spent the last, like, ten years still watching the Vlogbrothers. Mm. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't that. ever have, like, a YouTube phase oh like that. And mm-hmm. I also... I didn't have a Vine either. So I really missed out on, like, a huge... I didn't huge... have a Vine phase. I just mm. watched Vines. Vines, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I... It's like, uh... I, I missed out. I, like, watched a lot of stuff on YouTube, but I didn't, like, have, like, a YouTuber... Mm. Thing. Okay, yeah. and so I think it, it was very Honestly, formative yeah you're you're fine because like I watched Dan and Phil and like that was a mess <laughs> like the fact that I like I'm just obsessed with them but yeah. um now I just watch video essays yeah I just watch a ton of video essays um 
for sure. Yeah. I think that's a good place to end it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I just um, watch video essays. No, I just watch video <laughs> Character essays. development. That's yeah. the whole, but that's like all Guy and I do is just reference other video essays on the podcast. Yeah. What are you, I mean, this is not a fun question because we just, we're probably so tired from like what we just worked on, but what are you working on? Well, I'm still working on this. Well, yeah, yeah. we have to edit. Um, like, yeah, yeah, we have to edit and mix and color correct and get um, music. This is like the vaguest thing ever, but like I would like to write a new play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I haven't had the like the uh, desire to for a while, but I, I think it's like time. I think I'm going to work on that. Mm-hmm. I'm working on like like kind of putting together a little like book two of like a lot of the um the like auto bio writing your, stuff the class, um, yeah. along with some other kind of like weird made up stuff um yeah I don't know I'm I'm like taking a little break and then yeah then I think I'm gonna like write another play and then I'm also like my friend Eddie and I are thinking of um we did this like medieval puppet show apocalyptic puppet show I love um, it. in Tompkins Square Park on Halloween and we're talking about oh, I like I saw those pictures yeah it was it was wild I, um oh. so we, we're gonna try to expand that and like and like write some new songs for it and so and have this sort of like like medieval like plague <laughs> like troubadour thing where we're all like it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy and we're like going through like new york and there's like a song about like the bed bug queen um and like uh, gradually oh. everybody dies off of like the black plague <laughs> um oh i've been like making these music videos with myself what where i like wait yeah. I this is the first time i'm hearing about this i'll like this? i'll like sing these like or not sing I'll like lip sync these like duets and I'll be like I'll like kind of like that movie adaptation or just like just like photoshop like I'll put myself into the frame twice so I'll be like a like a kind of like a lady and then like a trucker Daniel Daniel <laughs> um, this is TikTok I know that that is is technically what TikTok is but it's like just me it's right. not it's not like No but I'm saying like you without having TikTok did a TikTok trend. Yeah. No, I know that I know what yeah. the duets are on there. I yeah. think it's like But you can do it with yourself. Oh, I don't know. TikTok. That. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess I'm just like making TikToks alone and making <laughs> TikToks <laughs> out of TikTok. Um, yeah, but I kinda wanna do like a whole uh, like album of, of me as like as like the guy from the Bee Gees and Barbara Streisand and then like some <laughs> other people and like like uh singing myself. I need um, you to put these on TikTok. Oh my god. I think they blow up. I feel like I'm I don't know I don't I don't like know if I want another I actually do have a TikTok. I've just never mm-hmm. like Use I just it. I've never produced yeah. on it. Produced. <laughs> um But uh yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see how bored I am in a month. Yeah, no for um, sure. Boredom will do that. Yeah. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. But I think, like, writing writing a play. What about you? Still working on the film. Trying to get back to work on this podcast, because it's been, like, two weeks uh, away. So just, like, finishing fucking it. Oh, my God. It's 
book is so fucking long. Yeah. I just got to the orgy scene and I hate it. Yeah. It's so awful. The, um, the book is like, it's just one book, right? Yeah, like it's, it's but the, it's like, it's, it's like this book. Yeah, it's I like remember a thousand my sister pages. right. You got into the turtle? The, tur- the turtles like popped up, but the turtle happens later, but I know what happens. Yeah. I read I've, yeah. I've never read it before. It's got, it's so fucking long. Um, and then Kiara, friend of the pod, is releasing an EP. And I, I think, like, on a whim, like, on Monday night, I was like, oh, I feel like I, I can, like, direct stuff now. So, like, let's just keep directing cool shit. Um, so I'm going to direct a music video for Kiara and then another one for Ben. <clears throat> Um, Are you doing that this week? No, 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 oh. no, 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 like in January. Oh, like for, in sure, January. for sure, yeah, And yeah. then our other friend Persephone wants more photo shoot stuff for their resume. So my actor, who is also a model, is going to do a photo shoot, and I'm going to art direct that. Cool. So I'm just like, just like trying to continue doing stuff that I didn't think I'd ever do, um, which has like been the theme of like my whole life in, in New York. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't I didn't know I could do that. Yeah. I'll do that. Um, and then, I mean, that's all. I also really want to write like a longer horror movie, but I also don't really want to write it. So maybe I'll make you write it. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of maybe writing a horror movie. Thinking of writing a, about the, the like erotic bakery that I used mm-hmm. to work at too, and like maybe a horror movie about that. That'd be sexy. But we'll see. Yeah, I need to, I need to like. Get some sleep first. Yeah, you need to sleep. I want to write a horror movie that is, like, set to a bunch of 80s songs that contain lyrics that have, like, gore in them. Mm. Like, a lot of of 80s songs, like, Maneater by Hall & Oates. Um, I Just Died in Your Arms Tonight is a great one. Like, I just hear it in my head, and I, like, want a horror movie that's, like, 80s slasher fest. Um, Do it. It's my favorite fucking thing. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna need your help because you're a better writer than I am. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, you, literally everyone I talk to, whenever I mention your name, the first thing that comes out of everyone's mouth is, Daniel's an amazing writer. Wow. I'm really, I'm disappointed that it's not that I'm really pretty. But it's, <laughs> you know, as you twirl your as, hair, as, I'm disappointed um, that it's not that I'm beautiful. No, that's, that's the second that's thing. Very, that's that's incredibly the second thing. That's sweet. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm, um, glad, I'm glad people, people dig it, you know? Yeah, amazing. Uh, where can people follow you? Um, I have an Instagram at Hella Novella. That's H-E-L-L-A-N-O-V-E-L-L-A. Um... <laughs> I don't know. I respond to my emails, <laughs> um, and I have I do have a new play exchange. We'll link it um, in the yeah, show which notes. you can link, which has like descriptions of pretty much all of the like full length plays. Okay. I have like three, um, and like my contact info is there, and like I, I I just don't have it on there because like people you know will steal stuff. Although I don't know who would steal from me, but uh, yeah, if if you want to read any of them, just uh, shoot me a email or dm or whatever and i'll um, send it you can follow me at nita underscore pavani t-h-a-d-a-n-i um and you can follow the podcast at bitjoy podcast on instagram and twitter you can send us an email let us know what you think of this episode if you want to hear from daniel again um b.tchwhy at gmail.com fan mail <laughs> fan mail <laughs> yeah. um all the resources and snacks and everything referenced will be in the show notes thank you to our producer and editor cameron and our graphic designer jillian 
Bye, bitches. Bye.